When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1608, How to Become a Self-Help Rockstar by T.K. Coleman of tkcoleman.com. And I'm Justin Malek, your personal narrator reading to you every day, including holidays. Today's post is from T.K. Coleman, co-host of the Office Hours podcast. For now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. How to Become a Self-Help Rockstar by T.K. Coleman of tkcoleman.com. Today, I'd like to say something about the value of enthusiasm and optimism, but the chances are high that you've already heard a million quotes about the virtues of whistling while you work or the value of doing everyday chores with a sense of pride. Instead of giving you another quote about this topic, I'll share an important distinction inspirational philosophy versus inspired practice. Inspirational philosophy refers to any set of ideas relating to self-improvement, optimal performance, and professional development. Inspired practice refers to a pattern of behavior grounded in such ideas. Inspirational philosophy is a way of seeing. Inspired practice is a way of being. You've probably heard this distinction before too, but the chances of forgetting it are greater than ever before now that we have an unprecedented ability to shower the world with positive stories and sayings. I'll give you an example. While writing this post, I googled inspirational quotes, and here's one of the first things that came up. This is a quote from Maya Angelou that says, quote, if you're always trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you can be, end quote. When you hear that quote, did you think, When I take a walk this weekend, I'm going to really ponder that one. I'm gonna identify my assumptions about what makes a person normal, and I'm gonna honestly consider how much possibility I might be overlooking because of these assumptions. Or was your reaction more like, sure, I agree with that, it's common sense. I'm guessing that most people have the second kind of reaction. When a profound concept first strikes human consciousness, it seems revolutionary. When that same concept gets repeated over and over again, it starts to sound redundant. As our ability to say, I've heard that before, increases, our ability to say, I need to spend some serious time thinking about that, decreases. There's a quote for that too. Familiarity breeds contempt. But I'm sure you've heard that one before. It's hard to believe that you need to wrestle deeply with an idea if you're constantly hearing about it in pop culture over and over again. Because of this constant exposure, we lose sight of the most important aspect of inspirational quotes. They're easier said than done, and better done than said. Everyone has seen a well-designed graphic telling them to live, love, and laugh, but fewer have seen the well-designed life of someone who finds a way to love and laugh through real problems faced in the real world. I frequently hear people ask for advice on things like how to be a life coach or how to be a motivational speaker 
or how to make a living by being a force for inspiration. If you're one of those people, I have good news and bad news. Here's the bad news. We live in a world where it's extremely difficult to be special if you wanna share inspiring things. I can't even count the number of blogs, podcasts, TED Talks, seminars, books, and online courses promising you a thousand and one ways to hack your life, improve your health, increase your income, grow your audience, raise your level of consciousness, activate your chakras, accelerate your manifestations, and so on. Whatever you want to share has probably already been seen or heard a few dozen times this week alone. So if you plan on getting into the self-help business, I offer the same advice I heard an old theater professor give to someone who said they wanted to be an actor. Quote, if you have something else you can be happier doing, go do that instead. Don't do this unless you know you can do it for fun. If you can show up and do this kind of work enthusiastically, even if you never win an Oscar or get on the big screen, then you'll always find a way to work and you'll have a better chance of making a living if you're lucky. But if you can't devote yourself to this without a steady paycheck, find another career and do this for leisure when you have the time, end quote. Now, here's the good news. While it's very difficult to be special at the level of sharing inspirational ideas, the bar is pretty low for those who actually practice inspirational ideas. The world probably won't praise you if you share a tweet on enthusiasm, but the individuals who have to work with you every single day will appreciate it if you show up to your job like you actually want to be there. You probably won't get a bunch of retweets for sharing that Steve Jobs quote about being a nonconformist, but you'll break the status quo in half by acknowledging the people you see every day with dignity and empathy. You probably won't have a crowd of fans demanding to hear your voice on the world's most popular podcast, but there's a crowded world out there of people who feel alone, afraid, and apathetic. Asking them how they're doing and listening for two minutes would make you a rock star in their eyes. George Washington Carver wrote, quote, when you do the common things in life in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world, end quote. If sharing inspirational material is more common than ever before, the way to do it in an uncommon way is by embodying inspiration as a way of life. You'll command far more attention if you smile and say hi to only one out of every five people you see than if you share one positive quote for five days a week. You'll build a much more powerful network by being a team player at your day job than by sharing a dozen tweets about how to network. I once received a promotion at a restaurant because every single day, I'd walk up to the bar and ask the bartenders if they had any trash they needed help throwing out. They almost always said yes because things were usually busier at the bar and having a full trash bin was a nuisance. They praised my team's spirit highly for this and eventually led to a better position. This wasn't part of my job description, but I did it because I wanted to help. I built a reputation as an inspiring coworker, not because I was trying to help people deal with their psychological garbage. I was just literally trying to help them deal with their physical garbage. Helping people take out the garbage. This is the context where we have the greatest power to be forces for inspiration. Being a decent human being who looks for opportunities to be helpful within the context of ordinary life. While the wannabe leader obsesses over making it to center stage, the real leader obsesses over helping some nobody make it up the stairs. They understand that the best opportunities to be generous are not quotable. As the Zen saying goes, quote, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, end quote. If you're enlightened enough to be someone's life coach, then you're enlightened enough to help them chop wood and carry water. Instead of just sending them a pretty picture with a positive quote while you move on to the next life hack article, strive to be helpful within the context of ordinary life. 
You wanna make inspiration go viral? Here's how you do it. Be charitable even when it's not quotable. That kind of thing is not as glamorous as being a celebrated coach, but it certainly builds the kind of character you'll need if you ever plan on becoming one. And here's the paradoxical thing. When you focus on inspiring people by inspiring yourself to serve them in whatever way you can, the character you develop will shine through your actions in a way that makes them pay attention to the inspirational stuff you want to share. Your character has the power to legitimize your content because it's your integrity, not your information, that makes you inspiring. Even if your words aren't anything special, the energy behind them will be strong enough to reverberate. Inspirational quotes are now commonplace and easy, but inspired living is still rare and difficult. If you want to be a self-help rock star, master the latter. You just listened to the post titled How to Become a Self-Help Rock Star by TK Coleman of tkcoleman.com. This one might sound like it goes against the premise of this podcast, and more reason I wanted to read it to you. The more we come across inherently good articles about personal development, but from differing viewpoints, the better, in my opinion. You never know which one is gonna strike you and cause that moment where you go, I'm actually gonna try that today. And speaking of, that's one of the reasons I want to release a workbook to go along with this podcast. I think that's something that would really take this whole thing to the next level, having something concrete to hold yourself accountable. And I'll try to be accountable for you too. And this journal is where I grab a takeaway from an article or expand upon it by coming up with some prompts and exercises for you to do, like one short one, maybe five minutes every day, or once a week, whatever pace you like. But I'll talk about that more in the future, I'm sure, once I actually have that workbook finished. But that should do it for today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for being here every day and for subscribing to the show. And I'll be back tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.